Dunkaroos. Snow Moon. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is food news. This is from Delish.com. McDonald's is offering an Oreo Shamrock McFlurry <gasps> in addition to the Shamrock Shake this year. I am so excited by that. Yeah. Uh, I'm honestly, I mostly brought this story to talk about how much I love the shamrock shake, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, it's finally February, which means it's basically March, <laughs> according uh, I, to this article. Yeah. Let's okay. maybe calm down. Um, one of the best St. Patrick's Day traditions for us here in the U.S. is the beloved McDonald's shamrock shake. This year, the shake is coming back for its 50th anniversary. It 50, it's been around 50 years. Apparently. I did not realize that. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, And it's bringing along a friend to celebrate the Oreo Shamrock McFlurry. Uh, The Shamrock Shake will be coming back to McDonald's menus nationwide on February 19th. This is the first time it will be available nationwide since 2017. Apparently it wasn't in every location um, Hmm. in past years. I didn't either because it's always been around me. Me too. Um, (laughs) The uh, Oreo Shamrock McFlurry will also become available that same day. And this new treat is made with vanilla soft serve blended with shamrock flavor (laughs) (laughs) and Oreo cookie pieces. Um, So as far as I can tell, it's just a shamrock shake with Oreo in it. Yeah. But I'm fine with that. Um, Also, shamrock flavor is – I feel like it's distinct from mint flavor because I've had – actually, just today, I had an Arby's mint chocolate chip like milkshake. Oh, and it's it's not the same as a shamrock shake. It's just there's something else about it. Yeah, it, I think that it might just be pure sugar. I, I think agree. That me might <laughs> be what it is because I normally don't like minty flavored things. I don't know if I've said that before on the show, uh-huh. but I I really don't care for like really minty things. But for whatever reason, the shamrock shake flavoring I'm fine with, even though it is like it's, it's minty, technically minty, but I feel like it's it's it, own it's mellow. Thing. Yeah, it's not like as uh, harsh. Right. On the taste buds as like a real like a mint chocolate something would be. Like so I I normally don't like mint chocolate mm-hmm. stuff. I I do. So, but uh, the again, the shamrock shake is just something else. It's also it has this consistency that's not like a milkshake, really. It's not thick like a milkshake. It but it's not thin either. It's thinner than your average milkshake. Right. And but it, so it's like easier to drink with a straw, which I appreciate. Yeah. Because again, even with my Arby's shake today, it was like I had to wait a little bit for it to kind of. Oh, melt. like it wasn't like the perfect consistency. It wasn't the right consistency. Yeah, to drink McDonald's it. knows how to do that. McDonald's gets it right every time, <laughs> and that's the only time I will say that about McDonald's <laughs> and anything that they do. They have few high quality products. I but, literally never go to McDonald's except during Shamrock Shake season when I go there after I go to a different location to get food, and then I go through the drive-thru and get a Shamrock Shake. I haven't had a Shamrock Shake since college, I think, yeah. which is kind of sad, but like, I totally would go get a Shamrock Shake because yeah. I kind of agree with you that like that's the only thing from McDonald's that I feel like it's worth it to go out of my way Just to go to, to one get McDonald's, it. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the guy that I used to share an office with, like whenever it was shamrock shake season, we got multiple a week Oh, really? <laughs> when we would go out to get lunch. It was That's so fun bad. and so unhealthy. <laughs> it's so unhealthy. 
Like I said, I'm pretty sure Especially it's your sugar. We don't actually know what's in the shamrock. Oh, no mix. idea. But it's delicious. It's it is really so good. good. It's, it's really good. It doesn't make sense how good it is. Every time that I have every time it comes back around and I have one, I like I forgot how good this was. And come February nineteenth, that's not that far away. That's really not. And <sighs> I I actually think I would like this Oreo McFlurry version of it even better than a shake. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't like get milkshakes all the time, but like flurry type things like Oreos mixed into ice cream. Like, yeah, that's totally mm. love ice cream. I'm definitely going to try both. Maybe at the same time at some point. <laughs> okay. My first story is world news. This is from UPI. And the headline is, Man climbs stairs with his head and sets Guinness World Record. Okay. <laughs> and um, this, this, this story is just really short and silly, but this video is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. And so I had to, I had to talk about this. Thank goodness there's a video. I there is a video. I just can't even in my brain figure out what that would look like. Okay, so a man in China... Set a Guinness world record recently. Um, he went up a staircase of 36 steps and he only touched the steps with his head. Okay, so it wasn't like he was just like moving his head up to the next step and pulling himself. No, he didn't use his hands at all. Like he was doing a headstand and like jumping. Yes. Ow. (laughs) Ah. He doesn't touch anything with his hand. So he's like, just doing a handless headstand at the bottom of a staircase and jumps up by just using like momentum of his body and never touches it with his hands and goes up 36 steps. That cannot be good for your neck. He probably has a really strong neck. I don't know how anyone can do this, but or a really he's messed up on neck. Video. <laughs> it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, and that is all it is. And he set a Guinness World Record for that. And I'm like, that deserves. Did he beat the anyone record. for that one, or is it a new one? So actually, he had previously he had the previous record for this at 34 steps, and that record was actually tied by someone else. Oh. So there were two people that achieved that. Ah. It's like, who are these people? <laughs> I don't know, but I, uh, I I worry for their for their like when they get into old age and their, their necks like, are spinal completely health. just like completely jacked up. I don't know. So apparently. These two people both got to 34, so he wanted to beat that record, and he did it. He got to 36 steps. And then promptly died. You can watch part. Let me show you parts of the video. All right. I'm going to show you parts of it. Okay. I'm scared. I do love the crowd of people cheering behind him. Oh, and he's a gymnast. So Okay, it does say that. That's true. <sighs> Isn't that amazing? And it looks like maybe he's wearing something on his head. Uh, like he's got something strapped down. Maybe like some kind of brace, I would hope. Or like cushioning. Yeah, it looks like it's... <laughs> it's <laughs> Sorry, the video just highlighted which is step 34, which is the one he has to beat. Also, it looks like they custom built a staircase. <laughs> I think they did. I don't know what this event is, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people there. Um, yeah, he has something strapped on his head that looks like it's, um, yeah, like a cushion or something. So, yeah. This is wild. 
But every single time he lands, I feel it in my own neck, and I do not like it. <laughs> Isn't this just incredible? I, it's, a, it's an astounding feat of strength. Like, the sheer amount of core power that he must have to keep his legs from just flying all over the place. You can see each time too. He like almost he like moves his hands forward, but like snaps them back so that he doesn't touch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he That's has, what he makes he it all the, way the way up. same look on his face the entire time. He's so focused. Yeah. This this is so, oh god oh, ah <laughs> ah. Oh, that's the slow Slow motion. No, that's even worse because you see his, like, body come down a little bit. Oh. All right, he beat it. Yeah, I think. And all these people are cheering. That is, that is, oh, my goodness. It's incredible. I I just, I'm like. That's wild. You have to watch this video. It's, It's impossible to imagine just how insane it is <laughs> i saw the headline and i just was like that doesn't make physical sense no nope. you can't go up a stairs with your uh, like turns out you head. turns out you can you can yeah you can you probably shouldn't yeah don't try this at home but yeah. uh watch the video and be amazed also a surprisingly narrow staircase true they made it real narrow and i don't necessarily understand why because it seems like you're just putting him at more risk of falling off and for the entertainment value of whatever this event was also in the worst position to fall off of that staircase if he fell there wasn't even any like padding or anything on the ground next to him and he is going head first his next strong i don't know if it's that strong so bad things could have happened but they didn't they didn't which is good yes which is the opposite of bad So, I just, once again, this was incredible. I would recommend watching the video. Of course, we'll have the link. It's just a, just like, there's been so many, I just see a lot of stories about people breaking Guinness records doing stuff that's like cool, but not like impossible for the average person to actually do. Or a not, lot of them. Or not cool and not impossible for the average person. <laughs> or that. Or just something no one's done that's just like, okay, you just came up with this. Like, right. But like this, I just... It's actually kind of a, an, an athletic dessert. feat. Like yeah. It's, it's like an impressive thing. It's one of those things... incredibly strange. That a, 100% deserves to be recognized for that. But anyway. Okay. That was my story. My neck hurts. My next story is Space News. This is from CNN. A snow moon, the first supermoon of 2020, will light up the sky this weekend. A snow moon? A snow moon. Oh. A snow moon will appear this weekend from Friday evening to Monday morning. So you'll have a few nights to check it out. According to the Farmer's Almanac, northeastern Native American tribes referred to the second full moon of winter as the snow moon because of February's heavy snow. I didn't know that. Hmm. Now you do. Uh, This year, it's a super moon, which means it will also be one of the biggest moons of 2020 and will look especially large when rising and setting. Um, We've had super moons before. Um, They're big moons. Mm -hmm. You get that. Uh, A super moon is a full moon that occurs when the moon is at the closest point to Earth in its orbit. Yeah. Uh, The full moon signals that they, this is, the article kind of went into a bunch of different 
um, celebrations around the world that the full moon or this full moon especially corresponds with. Uh, it signals the start of Jewish celebrations of uh, two by Shavat, known as New Year of the Trees. I'm probably going to butcher a lot of names in this section, so just bear with okay. me. Um, this is also the first full moon of the new Chinese New Year, which signifies the end of Chinese New Year celebrations and the day of the Chinese Lantern Festival. Uh, the moon also coincides with an important Buddhist festival, uh, Maga Puja, on February 9th. So it's like all these different things are all corresponding with this enormous moon, which is kind of wow. cool. Wow, cool. Um, and the moon will be at its fullest at 2.33 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday, February 9th, according to NASA. If you feel Who's like staying up? staying up for that, uh, I'm not going to, but uh, more power to you if you have that capability. <laughs> I do not. So, <laughs> yeah, snow moon. I wish it wasn't in the middle of the night because I would like to see that. Well, it sounds it sounds like you'll still be able to see it Friday evening, like in through the weekend. So. Fair, um, just not at its brightest. <laughs> also, knowing our luck, it'll just be so cloudy, completely overcast, and, and overcast, and everything that you just won't be able to see anything. So, because yeah. that always happens in Cleveland. So, mm-hmm. whenever there's anything, so, anything interesting, cool in the celestial, <laughs> interesting stuff going on, it's like, yep, no, just it's gonna be clouds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overcast, much. cool, love yeah. that, mm-hmm. love that for us. Okay, my next story is science news. This is from CBS News. The headline is seven thousand year old well is the oldest wooden structure ever discovered. 7,000 years old. That's old for wood. Yes. To be preserved? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it Isn't is. it? <laughs> it is. Uh, archaeologists have discovered a 7,000-year-old well built by Neolithic farmers in what is now the Czech Republic. After analyzing the structure, researchers determined it to be the oldest wooden architectural structure in the world. The structure was first uncovered by construction workers in 2018. Archaeologists um, since then analyzed the growth rings in the wood, um, a process known as dendrochronology, which I actually didn't know that word oh, before. That's a, that's a fun one. Yeah. Like, I knew that, that, that concept, but I didn't know that it had a name for it. Dendrochronology. Hmm. Um, and they concluded it was built out of oak that was cut down around 5255 B.C. So more than 5,000 years B.C. Wow. That's wild. Which is just like really, 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 yeah. really old. Um, <laughs> the design of the well reveals that Neolithic people were capable of more advanced architectural techniques than previously thought. The structure, built with grooved corner posts with inserted planks, also highlights the builder's advanced carpentry abilities, unknown across the continent during the Neolithic period. Uh, the structure was said to be constructed with the utmost precision, even though the only tools available at the time consisted of stone, bone, horn, and wood. Hmm. So they're basically saying, like, oh, like this is actually a lot more advanced than we thought architecture was for these people at this time. <laughs> like, right. So but I guess we didn't have anything really to base that on. Yeah. Until now. Um, so experts at the University of Pardubis, I don't know how to pronounce this, um, plan to use a special solution to preserve the well structure, which is currently being stored in a c- climate-controlled cellar at the school uh, located east of Prague. You don't want to be so, the you don't want to be the ones to ruin the world's oldest wooden, yeah, wooden structure. They're, they're trying to figure out. So I guess it was preserved because it was in 
water, but of a certain, I don't know, like you think water would like degrade wood, right? but it was, it was submerged in water somewhere. And they, that had something to do with like why it still was preserved. Um, and so now they're trying to like, it's, it's like drying out and they don't want it to destroy, like be destroyed basically. So they have this like special solution. They're going to like submerge it in again or something to make, I don't know. Mm. I don't. It didn't go into a lot of detail about that part, but I'm I'll just leave like, that one up to the scientists. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should put it back in the water where you found it. No, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so the pi- I have a picture of it. It's really not that exciting. It's just like a square. So it's not as exciting as the guy jumping upstairs. On yeah, his no, not as exciting. Yeah. It's just a square of wood. It sure is uh, fitted together. <laughs> uh huh. That is seven thousand years old. Oh. So. Well, it's cool. Yeah, because it's old. It's the oldest wooden structure in the whole world. My next story is entertainment news. This is from the Huffington Post. A Hamilton movie is coming to theaters with the original Broadway cast <gasps> intact. Oh, that's so exciting! I was, I'm kind of surprised <gasps> you hadn't heard about this, actually. No, it's, it's, it's no, a I haven't. a few days old. Um, so... Hamilton fans who didn't experience the musical's original cast on Broadway will get a second shot. Get it? Shot? (laughs) Not throwing away. Anyway. Uh, This time on the big screen. Uh, This week, Disney announced plans to release a filmed version of the stage show billed as a live capture in movie theaters next year. So it's not even like an adaptation. It's like just straight up seeing the show on stage, which honestly I prefer. I I like that. Um, the principal cast members of the original Broadway company, including Lin-Manuel Miranda, Renee Elise Goldsberry, and Jonathan Groff, will appear. Uh, Thomas Kale, who won a Tony Award in 2016 for directing the stage production, is repeating his duties for the film. Um, the film will include footage from three live performances of Hamilton. So it sounds like they're going to essentially piece together. I don't know if it's old performances or they're going to do three new ones with this cast like how do i get in it on sounds that sounds <laughs> like <laughs> probably the old one like i'm sure they've filmed them right um disney reportedly paid 75 million dollars for the movie rights to hamilton making it one of the priciest acquisition deals in hollywood history wow so they're really banking on this being something which i think it could be i feel like people would go to see this Oh, a hundred percent. I yeah, think they'll go I mean, see it. I know I'm going to. I'm going to go see it. A thousand percent. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who left the Broadway production just weeks after the show won 11 Tony Awards in 2016, <laughs> wow. um, has been largely focused on film as of late. He co-produced the movie version of his musical In the Heights, which hits theaters in July. Oh. I've never seen In the Heights. I haven't either. I think I've listened to part of the soundtrack at one point, but I don't know. I It didn't grab me like Hamilton did, I guess. Um, but apparently the the movie, what people have seen of it so far, looks really good. So maybe I will see that. Um, and they also pointed out that his relationship with Disney has now encompassed a number of projects. Um, in 2018, he starred opposite Emily Blunt in the film Mary Poppins Returns, which I never saw. Oh, um, I never saw that either. I didn't realize. I don't know if it was good or not. Um, <laughs> he also wrote music for 2016's Moana and is currently collaborating with mm. Alan Menken on new songs for the live-action adaptation of The Little Mermaid. So he has a hand oh, in that cool. as well. So a lot of, uh, lot of Lin-Manuel content coming. The article kept that's using great. just his last name, and I, like, I don't like just saying Miranda. Yeah, that's, that seems... <laughs> I want to say his full name. Lin-Manuel Miranda. 
that's that's what he goes by. I mean, he goes by his full. Like, everyone calls him Lin-Manuel Yeah, so I thought that um, was really exciting news, especially for anyone who's a fan of theater, because like, yeah, I wish I wish more Broadway productions would do this. Honestly, like release yeah. filmed versions of it. Like, there's still the appeal of seeing it first and seeing it live, and I, I don't think having a like movie version of it released years later detracts from that. If that's I completely concern. agree. I think it so. just enables more people to have the exposure to that format. That you know, because it's not and it's not as expensive. You know, yeah. Broadway is super inaccessible for most people, yeah. so getting to see like the original cast for that kind of thing—that's amazing. I really wish they'd done something like that for Wicked. Oh, that would have been so good. One of the uh, oh, I've I've told you this before that my eighth grade trip was to New York City, and. We apparently had the choice between seeing two Broadway productions while we were in New York City. And we saw Beauty and the Beast instead of Wicked. That is just... I'm sorry. I will, I'll never forgive whoever made that decision. <laughs> I don't know who it is, and I better never well, find wait, out. Wait, what grade were you in? Eighth. I mean, they could have thought it was inappropriate. They thought it was too dark. I mean, that's the that's the the reason that they gave, but it's really not. Yeah, like, but it's having a, seen it since, it's yeah, really, it's, really it's not. totally but fine I, for I know, eighth graders. I do know that I've run into people with misconceptions about the show because the book actually is book a lot is more like mature dark content, and has a lot of mature themes, yeah, than the show mm-hmm. is. But people don't always like know that distinction, right. and so. That was probably why. That doesn't like, change my mind. I still, still ne- really, I'll still really never forgive that person. Never. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> to this day. I'm that's, sorry. That's, I don't hold a lot of grudges. That's one I am never letting go of. I don't but know this seems good. <laughs> so they did do this with cats, and we all know how that turned out. So Okay, let's. <laughs> <laughs> but they also did a video, a, a film version of the stage show, yeah. which is what I want. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that's I know, I know. I was just I was just joking. <laughs> the modern cats movie is its own anomaly. Is its own, yeah. That's, a, <laughs> that's different. Yeah. That I don't even no, think that fits I, into a category. I, I totally think they should do that more. I, I don't know. I bet that there's people somewhere in some strategy film team somewhere that think that those types of productions won't make a lot of money, and I think that's totally false, right. personally. I feel like it would make a ton of money and also you're just filming a show that you could already sell tickets to, right? Like, you'd think that would actually yeah, make like it you could just quite re- cheap to produce. Right. Compared to a traditional film, yeah. Unless you're I paying $75 so. million dollars for the rights, well, I guess. But that's not okay. going to be most Broadway productions. No, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> that one might be a little different than the average uh, Most haven't show. won 11 Tonys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hamilton is so good. It's so good. Okay, my next story is food news. This is from CNN. And the headline is, 90s kids rejoice. Dunkaroos are coming back this summer. I've never actually had Dunkaroos You've never had Dunkaroos? They're so unhealthy. I mean, you heard my first story. Do you know what they are? Yeah, totally the same theme. Do you know know what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like dipping. It's like a cookie you dip in frosting. Yeah. It's basically like an animal cracker type Uh thing, except like a sugary animal cracker that you dip in like cake frosting in a little pack. It sounds great. I love frosting. They're so good. (laughs) So 
Um, Dunkaroos will be returning to the snack aisle this summer. General Mills, which made the announcement in a company blog post on Monday, said it will be bringing back the most requested flavor, which is vanilla cookies with vanilla frosting with vanilla sprinkles. Okay. <laughs> which I mean, is kind of. That was most vanilla. requested? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and this is a statement. For those who grew up in the 90s, the original cookie frosting combo represents the taste, color, and fun of being a kid during that decade. <laughs> Jeff Caswell, president of snacks at General Mills, said in a blog post. <laughs> Isn't that such president a great... Of He's the president of snacks. Oh, I what just, would that... Suddenly I have a new dream job. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that just be great? I'm now president of <laughs> snacks. This is my vice president, a Dunkaroo. <laughs> and my secretary of state. I don't my know. A hello. My... <laughs> I just no, like all of your all of your staff underneath you have to be like yeah, like the, the vice president of Twinkies, the <laughs> the secretary of um wheat thins. I don't know. <laughs> like just, I'm just thinking of things like Specifically, wheat thins. I just I like wheat thins. I don't. Like I them. do too. Huh. <laughs> um, um, so uh, he also said, um, "We know there's a lot of love love for Dunkaroos, and fans everywhere have been asking for it. We're excited to help '90s kids relive all the best parts of childhood." So Dunkaroos were con- discontinued in 2012 in the U.S. Um, but uh, I, I didn't write a note for this, but it actually in the article it talked about how, like, apparently they still sell them in Canada. And randomly, okay. and General Mills has apparently in the past encouraged people, like Canadians, to, like, bring them to the U.S. or something, like, for people that want them here because there's, like, a demand for them here. I don't know. It, I was like, this What, is, to, like, resell them? Yeah, like, I, what I, is, I don't know. It was, a little, it was a little bizarre. What's their angle? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure about that. Um they did not provide a specific date for the return of the Dunkaroos, but a spokesperson said they will be available at 7-Eleven stores nationwide first um, before oh. rolling out to other convenience and grocery stores. Oh, okay. Whew. I was like, I don't have to track down a 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where they're, they're going to be there first, and then they're going to be. I don't know why 7-Eleven was like, we want in on this. We want the Dunkaroos here and uh, sure. drum up their business, maybe. Because yeah. I mean, when Seven Eleven asks for something, you just give it to them. <laughs> so, I, yeah, these snacks are very unhealthy. Yeah, <laughs> no, whatever. I think all the people that want them are people that are like our age, right? And I don't. It is kind think... of funny because like '90s kids now are just like all starting to roll into their 30s. Yeah, <laughs> we're that's just who's... on the cusp of it. Like that's who's going to be buying this. I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, let me like buy these buy for this like for my, my kids. Kid. Yeah, no, it's like, just definitely like, not. Dunking a cookie and cake frosting. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I'm not going to give you that as your school snack. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so... I am definitely going to buy some because I missed <laughs> yeah, out I mean, on this as a kid. We are so... adults, so we right. can. I'm going to buy whatever I want. Right. So. Huh? I know. I just know. My husband personally loves Dunkaroos. Or yeah. Like, loved them, I should say, and like. Did you tell He's going to be really excited about this. I actually didn't yet, so I will immediately after we record this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Headstairs. 
Ready, set, go! go! I found this on UBI. Uh, dog knocks over ironing board, starts house fire. Don't worry, I'm that, laughing because the video is funny, not because anyone, nobody was hurt. Did it's I, all good. Okay, all right, that's good. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, it's, it's actually a really short story. So, okay. um, Firefighters in New Mexico shared home security footage of a dog that caused a house fire by knocking over an ironing board. Um, he like The dog like put his paws up on the ironing board, causing it to fall over and all the surrounding objects around it to fall over and fall into or onto a floor grate connected to the home's furnace. Oh. And the heat from the grate caused some items to melt, and that's and the material traveling through the grate entered the home's furnace and sparked the fire. Oh. So it was So it wasn't even like a iron. Right, it wasn't yeah, there wasn't an iron left on or anything. Oh, okay. Um so they that's... the family really did all they could have. <laughs> uh uh, Kahuna is the name of the dog that started the fire. The family's other dog, Paige, both escaped the home uninjured, and firefighters were able to save the home by extinguishing the flames before they became too widespread. So the, okay, the damage good. was relatively limited. I want to show you the video of this. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's a normal house. Oh, it's a little doggy. Okay, I see. Oh, I see. Okay, so he knocked over the ironing board oh what the, is the dog just sitting there watching it <laughs> the dog is just calmly sitting on the couch watching the corner of the room on fire it's, like, it's bursting into flames like it's a it's a pretty sizable fire the dog wait it just gets just, up and walks away oh it just leaves the room oh my god you've never seen such a calm arsonist before oh my god the corner of the room is on fire the dog just like oh, okay yeah, whatever it's like leaves the room um that is unexpected okay <laughs> That's 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 great. I would expect that from a cat, but not uh, right. not a dog. It's really. the nonchalant, like yeah. oh, I started a fire. <laughs> oh. I also picked a story on UPI about a dog. <laughs> uh, this is about a golden retriever named Finley that can fit six tennis balls into his mouth at once. <laughs> That's the whole story. (laughs) That seems like news. The reason it's in the news is because the family is now like, we want to try to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for this. Um, Here's a picture of the dog. And I've been staring at it for a couple minutes now while we were, you know, doing our searching here. And the longer I look at it, the more it looks like some like terrifying, like deformed version of a golden retriever. Yeah, the the mouth looks enormous. His mouth is so big. It's so big. There's six tennis tennis balls. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, they didn't even like train him to do this. Like he just started. He started putting them putting in his them mouth. in his mouth and just kept trying to like fit as many as gonna, possible. I was gonna ask, are they just like sitting there putting more tennis balls into his mouth? No, no it sounds like he does this himself. 
the article says he always had an affinity for tennis balls. Okay. <laughs> which, like, so he's a dog. <laughs> that's Yeah, I mean, he's a golden retriever. So, um, And the family noticed when he was about two years old that he would try to fit as many into his mouth as he could. So he just, like, does this. Also, apparently, this dog has his own Instagram account with followers from all over the world. All right. So. Yeah. Do, do we have an Instagram handle than, for, for Finley for people who want to follow him? I will find that right now and let you know. Finny Boy Ma- Malloy. What? <laughs> his, his Instagram is Finny Boy Malloy. Okay. Is their name, are they the Malloys or something? Or is that I think just, so. Okay. That would, oh my God. Wait, this is, it's just pictures of this dog with, ten, oh, okay. There was no more pictures. I thought it was just going to be all pictures of the tennis balls in his mouth. So proud of himself. That's great. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to follow this account. Okay. That's our show. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.